So, Hollywood X is coming out. We're going to be talking about building this lean, jacked celebrity physique. But one of the things I think is really important is you need to build that Hollywood 5. Every single celebrity has the Hollywood 5. And the thing is, is even if they don't necessarily have the Hollywood 5, maybe they have 3 out of 5. Uh, but that's enough to make the transformation significant enough for us to go, oh, my God, this guy got way bigger. Mm-hmm. Especially once you add in like the proper camera angles, the lighting, and just a little bit of spraying the body. like They look insane. But the crazy yeah. thing is, like on camera, they, they'll look amazing, perfect. But if you saw them in person like maybe an hour later, you would say to yourself, whoa, they they don't look the same as on camera, but they still look pretty jacked. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's the same with a lot of wrestlers. Um, my, my kids are big wrestling fans and we go to events all the time. And since their hub is here in Orlando, I see them a lot of the times at gyms. Um, and they're pretty big guys, but on TV, they look, uh, a lot of the times they look a lot bigger or more jacked. And uh, in the back, they're pumping up before they come out for the shows. I don't know if a lot of people watching know that, but um, majority of the wrestlers, they'll pump up. Like, they'll get a, a pump in the back before they come out. Um, but I think they do the same thing in Hollywood uh, for certain scenes. They will, they'll get a nice little pump before shooting the scene. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I will pump up before going out to a pool party or something like I'll get changed in my bathing suit and I'll do push-ups in the bathroom. Don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. So, so it, it's funny because, um, Jason, we were talking about, uh, Zach Efron's transformation and I kind of was arguing the point that, um, that Zach Efron, although, you know, I, I want to give him credit where credit is due. Obviously, he made a significant transformation from the movie Neighbors to the new Baywatch movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that most of the muscle and size that he put on was actually in the right muscle groups. So, for example, if you look at um, at pictures of him in Neighbors, say, for example, the scene where, you know, he's out uh, in, the, in the cookout on the barbecue versus you know the famous pictures we see of him uh on the baywatch uh set you're gonna notice that in reality like his torso for example is not much different his chest his abs everything there is pretty similar um the biggest difference in his physique are his traps and his shoulders just those two muscle groups um his arms might be slightly bigger uh but it's hard to say because he probably had a pump. Mm-hmm. So, it, it looks like he has a pump because if you look at the the vascularity, it's just insane. Right. And so that that's what leads me to believe that perhaps the arms aren't much bigger, but he just had a pump. Uh, either way, though, even if the arms were the same and looked the same, he'd still look way bigger just because his shoulders and his traps uh, got so much bigger than they were in the previous movie. Mm-hmm. It gives that like X physique where you, you're just like the upside down triangle, upside down pyramid. And it's amazing. If you gain like two to three pounds of muscle in the right places, it looks like you gained like 10 to 15 pounds of muscle, especially if you get lean. Exactly. And, and one thing that a, a lot of people, they want to look bigger, faster. The problem is, is that building muscle, as you know, uh, is a very very slow process but um, there are ways that you can train where you specialize um, on those what we would call the Hollywood five muscles 
And that's what's going to give you that X frame. So if, if you start to build, for example, your shoulders, uh, let's just say, for example, someone was just like, okay, I just want to only build my shoulders for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Well, that guy, if he just build his shoulders, when he's walking around, even though he has no chest, no arms, but he's got good shoulders, you're going to be like, oh, he must work out. Or, you know, it, especially when he's wearing a shirt in that case, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this guy's probably jacked. Um, or at least uh, you probably notice that he that he lifts weights just because he's got shoulders. And on top of that, there might be research to, to support this. But in my opinion, I, I feel like broad shoulders are one of those things that are really going to attract women um, for, for whatever reason. I'm sure there's a, there's a reasoning, uh, scientific reasoning, maybe uh, – androgen receptors up there that we have for a reason uh Mm -hmm. the years uh or whatever the case but i really do believe that um that's not only one of the most important muscles to build in terms of looking bigger but i think it's one of the most important muscles for looking more attractive to women as well Mm -hmm. and you know what's funny the bench press is kind of like a new kid on the block because everyone goes into the gym it's like oh yeah bench 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 but before the bench the lift was the overhead press, the military press. Right. People wouldn't be like, how much can you bench? People would be like, can you lift this over your head? Yeah. And I, I think it's kind of funny because like in, in the 20s and the 30s, you look at these pictures of the strong men and they didn't have big chests, but they looked jack because they had those big shoulders. Right. And it's, it's kind of funny because us, we will look at people a little bit more intent more intensely than let's say a regular person like if a girl sees a guy they just say oh he's jacked they don't look at each individual muscle but because of our profession we look at each individual muscle and be like okay like and we'll we'll judge in the back of our minds we'll be like okay his uh his shoulders are great and then you can kind of analyze it and be like oh yeah his pecs haven't changed kind of thing especially when you're talking about zach efron i think you are a hundred percent onto something here when you're saying he didn't change a lot of things from neighbors to Baywatch, but he looks significantly different because he changed the right things. Right. He, he looks bigger. I mean, this is not to say that he's not bigger. He's obviously much bigger, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's as much bigger as we might think or perceive because again, he's built bigger shoulders. He's got bigger traps, even his lats are bigger you can tell in some shots mm-hmm. and all this is doing is making his upper body appear larger his waist appears smaller and thus he looks like he's gained a significant amount of muscle mass and you know you were saying that we look at uh, guys especially you know like things about their physiques and things of that nature um, differently than most people and it's funny because uh, while you know you and I might look at Chris Pratt uh, in his recent movie and say, well, he doesn't look that impressive, even though he's made a great transformation. Um, the majority of people, especially women who aren't really like into bodybuilding would look at him and and they do. And they say, wow, look how jacked Chris Pratt is, or look how big he is or muscular or whatever the case. Um, and and that's another thing you got to consider is that most people or, or to most people, you don't have to look like, you know, Zac Efron or The Rock to 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 be jacked. Mm-hmm. And I think we're just numb to it because we see bodybuilders all the time. And we see people who want to look absolutely perfect. So when we see a celebrity, we'll be like, okay, this person doesn't look like these bodybuilders that we're always judging, you know, or always like comparing it to. But if, you know... If I go back in time and I showed a picture of myself before I made my transformation, if I showed myself a picture of Chris Pratt's body, I would be like, yeah, I want that body. Especially if you can see his transformation because I don't know if you know, but he had like the dad bod. Yeah, see that I wasn't too familiar with the transformation. I just heard about it through the grapevine um, that he had gotten bigger and more muscular. So I only saw the after picture and to me, you know, not not to take anything away from him. I'm sure he worked really hard uh, for that transformation, uh, mm-hmm. but it just didn't look impressive. But the point is not that 
I don't think it's impressive. The point is, is that even though it's a physique that we might think is nothing great, um, the majority of people think that it's, uh, you know, a great physique. Um, but you know what? This is this is the Instagram effect. You know, if you're into fitness, chances are, you know, Instagram knows that. And so everything you see on Instagram is fitness related. And so you're seeing the best of the best, the best physiques under the best conditions. Um, and so you have this perception of what uh, a, an attainable body is or what's realistic or uh, maybe even set your goals on things you're seeing. And, and you become unrealistic in your expectations because all you're seeing are guys who've been working on their bodies for 10 plus years, are super shredded, have a pump, etc. And then we look at these guys who make these quick six month to a year transformations for movies and we're like, oh, that's shit. But the truth of the matter is, is that these guys got those results quickly. Mm-hmm. And you know what's kind of funny about Chris Pratt's body? I think he looks great. Like, absolutely. He looks awesome, even though if you compare it to a bodybuilder, you know, he would be getting a D or an F. But right. anyone could get Chris Pratt's body. Anyone. And you you could realistically get Chris Pratt's body training, you know, two to three times per week. And if you just had, like, a solid workout program and you were on par with your nutrition, you could get that body and you can maintain it the rest of your life. A hundred percent, without a doubt. Um, and, and that's why I think it's funny when everybody always screams steroids about the the actor's transformations. It's, it's either they're on steroids or they look like shit. There's no in between. But the fact of the matter is, is that the truth is probably somewhere in between. You know, they're probably not on steroids, although uh, I can't say with certainty, obviously. Um, but, um, I, I think what throws people off is how fast they make or how fast it seems like they've made these, these incredible gains. Um, but ultimately, like you were saying about Chris Pratt's physique, to be honest with you, uh, on a decent training program with maybe a focal point of building your shoulders and traps, um, you, you would look just like that and not, and you know, in a short period of time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking at him, he definitely has like some good traps. Uh, he worked on his shoulders. He worked on his chest. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to tell with his lats, but if you kind of look at at the one picture, you can you can see it looks looking like he, like he has some decently wide lats, and yeah. those are those are basically the Hollywood four. Maybe yeah. Add a bonus one. He has some good abs, which means he got lean. So right. That's another factor that a lot of people don't consider is that when you're leaner, you're going to look bigger because now all of the muscle definition just makes you look more muscular. I have pictures of me at, you know, 15 to 17 percent body fat where I'm way bigger than I am right now. But I look I don't look like I lift weights. You know, I look like Joe Schmo walking down the beach. But now I'm a lot leaner. I'm probably you know, maybe under 10%, I would say, uh, I weigh a lot less. I'm obviously smaller, like literally my measurements are smaller because I've cut so much fat. But, you know, now, you know, I can, you know, without uh, tooting my own horn, I can walk down the beach and get stairs because, you know, now I actually look um, the part, you know, I look shredded. um, I look bigger and more muscular, even though I'm smaller. um, That's what a lot of people need to understand is that this whole bodybuilding physique thing is all about illusion. It's not about actually being the biggest guy, right? It's about looking like you're the biggest guy, you know? So if you can build a few key muscles, if you have bigger shoulders, maybe your upper chest is nice and thick, your traps are solid and you've got some good lats to give you the, the illusion that your waist is smaller. And then on top of that, you get leaner so that these muscles pop out a bit more. Um, you're going to look better than 99% of people out there. Mm-hmm. So what kind of exercises do you like for those Hollywood 5 muscles? Yeah, so uh, we'll start with the shoulders. The okay. shoulders, I'm a big fan of overhead pressing. Anytime you can perform a heavy compound and load it up to hit the majority of the shoulder 
or any other muscle group for that matter. I think it's a great uh, choice. Um, but I also like for the shoulders to really hammer the mid delts. And the reason is simple because we're already hitting the front delt so much. Anytime we're bench pressing or training our chest in general, we're hitting our front delts. Whenever we're pulling, um, regardless if it's bent row or face pulls or whatever, training our back, we are going to be hitting our rear delts. But the mid delts, although they're probably the most key in getting that wide looking physique, mm -hmm. um, gets ignored because there's no, there's not many more exercises that we're already doing that are hitting them. Um, we're probably already doing lateral raises, but that's pretty much the extent of it. So if you could do the lateral raises, um, maybe more frequently, uh, just to increase the volume a bit, I think that would be a good idea to build your shoulders up. Um, nothing too much for the front and rear delts. Um, definitely more for the rear delts than you would for the front delts. I think those are getting hit more than enough already with what you're doing, with what anybody's probably doing. Um, so for the shoulders, I would say, aside from what you're already probably doing, do more lateral raises. Uh, to bring my uh, mid-delts up, um, I literally was just in the gym after each session where most people would throw in their abs, I would throw in some, some uh, mid-delt work. Um, the traps, I think, are huge for... Well, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. For, uh, for the delts, one thing uh -huh. I found to really hit those those mid delts is if I kind of lead out where I'm doing a lateral raise and my pinky finger is higher up than my thumb. So my hands are rotated a little bit. I find I can hit the mid delt that ju just in that sweet spot. And then yeah, you really why. put the mind to muscle too. It's, I love it. Yeah. And for, for the people who don't understand what's happening is, um, if you don't do what Jason just explained, a lot of the time you are going to have your thumb facing upward a little bit, not directly upward, obviously nobody performs them like that, but um, what's going to happen is you're going to involve the front delt uh, just as much as the mid delt or even more sometimes. So pointing your thumb slightly downward in front of you, uh, it's hard to explain here, you probably have to, we probably have to demonstrate. But, um, but what that's going to do is, is lessen the, uh, the, the front delt involvement in, in that exercise. A lot of people don't know, but the front delt is actually heavily involved a lot of the time we do the, the, the lateral raises. Uh, so there's a few small tips like the one he just mentioned that you can do to, to make sure you're engaging just the mid delt as opposed to the front and mid delt. And again, the, the front delt is so much stronger already from everything it's doing that if it bears the load of the lateral raise, then you're really not doing much for the mid delt. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, you you need to look at your body kind of like a, an artist and you're sculpting it. So if you're going to be bringing up your mid delts and your front delts, well, then mm -hmm. you're not going to see that illusion as much as if you can just put as much tension as possible into right. the mid delts and trying not to hit the front delts. A hundred percent. And, uh, and it's funny you say that, um, what, what I recommend for most people, um, and this is something that goes against what a lot of people teach is that in the beginning, all your muscle groups are weak and, but they're all also going to respond greatly. And what that means is you're going to build a lot of muscle really quickly. And so most people would get right into, hey, how can I build my arms? They're weak. Or how can I get, build my shoulders? They're weak. When in reality, everything's weak. Mm -hmm. um, don't, you don't actually know what, your, uh, what muscle groups are going to tend to not grow as fast until you've built a significant amount of muscle. So once you've put on um, a decent amount of muscle, then you can step back, look at your physique and say, okay, now let's scope this out and see, you know, where, where can I improve? And then at this point, rather than continuing to build overall muscle mass, it might be a good idea to specialize on certain muscle groups that are going to allow you to build that physique that you want, as opposed to just getting, uh, becoming a bigger, bulkier version of who you are right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I find after you've gained your first like 20 to 30 pounds of muscle, you have like a really good idea of what's lagging and what's not and then you can kind of go from there wouldn't you agree 
hundred percent. When I when I first did my first uh, physique show, um, I had already gained a pretty good amount of muscle, and um, and so I was like, you know, okay, if I'm gonna step on stage, you know, I got to build my shoulders up. And so what did I do? I really focused on my shoulders, and now today my shoulders are probably one of my stronger uh, muscle groups. Um, and so I'm a big believer in specialization training um, in different ways, right? So it's not just about building your biceps for the next four to six weeks, uh, but maybe sometimes making sure that your training program prioritizes certain muscle groups that you want to build, uh, because obviously your, for example, your your shoulder press is going to be much more effective um, if you're performing it at the beginning of your workout rather than at the end, you know, and just little things like that. Um, so w once you've established the muscle groups that you want to build, uh, and today we're talking about the Hollywood Five, um, then maybe those should be the priority. Um, and so moving down the list uh, is traps. Mm -hmm. um, so the traps, uh, again, like I was saying earlier, what they're going to do is they're going to give you that yoke, right? So if you've seen anybody with shoulders and traps, regardless of if they have a chest, uh, back, whatever, um, they look jacked, like without yeah. a doubt. It, it, uh, it's a great example of that is if you look at Tom Hardy when he played Bane. Yeah. I'm pretty sure all he did was train his traps, but it right. made him look huge. A hundred percent. I've seen guys who, who literally, uh, I'll give you myself as an example. Um, lately on my YouTube channel, people have been like, Hey man, you're getting bigger. You're getting bigger. Um, when in reality, all I've been doing is really focusing on continuing to bring up my shoulders and my traps and my arms, literally my arms are the same exact size as they were, mm -hmm. but people are like, Oh my God, you look way bigger. And the truth of the matter is, is that I'm not actually that much bigger. My shoulders are just getting bigger and my traps are getting bigger because I'm intentionally training in a way that brings those muscle groups up but I'm not actually getting, like my arms aren't bigger, my chest isn't bigger, you know? My lats aren't, well maybe my lats a little bit, but you know, it's hard to tell, but for the most part, it's my traps and my shoulders getting a little bit bigger, and so now people are starting to, to realize that, you know, I am getting bigger, but it's not because my arms are bigger or anything like that, simply because I, I'm focusing on key muscle groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I wrote something about the traps. It's got to be like three or four, maybe five years ago. And mm -hmm. what I really noticed is if someone was playing a villain in a movie, they would really, really prioritize the traps to make them look that much bigger than the hero. The hero right. would still bring up the traps because it, it has that overall look of being you know, bigger and, and more jacked. But then the, the villain just took it that step further. And I mm -hmm. called it the bad guy look. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It gives you that badass look, you mm -hmm. know? And it's funny because in bodybuilding, they want traps. In physique or fitness model category, they don't really want traps. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Which is weird because um, although that's a great look and people might want that look, uh, I think that it, there's a there there's a medium right so there's bodybuilding where you're just jacked all around mm -hmm. right then there's physique where you know you look like uh, you lift weights you're in good shape maybe you're a fitness model for a cover but then there's that right in the middle where you're not so big like a bodybuilder but you still look jacked mm -hmm. but you still kind of have that fitness model look but more, a more muscular version of that. Um, I think in some organizations they might call it a muscle model, and and that's the physique that I think, in my opinion, it is the best physique. Yeah, and you know, for our listeners who maybe agree or disagree, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Is that how it goes? A hundred percent. And I mean, you know, at the end of the day, um, once you build muscle, you're gonna look better than you did without it. Um, so uh, if you want to look like, say, uh, Brad Pitt in Fight Club, you're going to look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club a lot sooner than you'll look like, you know, uh, what's his face in in, um, in Thor? Oh, Chris Hemsworth. Yes, exactly. So, you know, it, it's, it's, pr it's progress over time, right? So maybe at first you'll achieve a look that's still 
respectable, right? Something like uh, Brad Pitt. But over time, as you either build specific muscles or just muscle in general, depending on your genetics, you know, you'll eventually look like Hemsworth in in uh, uh, Thor. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I, I surveyed my, my list and I, or, or I asked them in the Facebook group, I was like, which celebrity's body do you want to have? And mm-hmm. I had a whole range of people. Some people said The Rock and some people said Christian Bale in The Machinist. And that was the role where he got down to like 115 pounds and yeah. was like, was just, just super skinny. But some people want that look. So if, if that's what you're going for, fine. Because that, that we, you sh- we cannot tell you how you should look. You need to know is what you want to look like and then we can tell you how to get there kind of thing. Exactly, and that's the that's the point I wanted to, uh, I wanted you to make was that we can tell you based on a physique, I can tell you or Jason can tell you, hey, you know, if you want to look like this, you know, you're gonna have to do this. Meaning, you know, you might have to specialize on certain muscle groups. Uh, depending on the physique, maybe you have naturally big arms, but you don't want that bulky look on your arms, which to me is crazy. I would love to have big arms, right? Mm-hmm. But if didn't then maybe you would have to decrease the volume on certain exercises things of that nature um to achieve the physique but ultimately like you uh mentioned before uh we can we can actually sculpt our physique to a degree um and that's why i think that if you do have the choice of sculpting your physique and in most cases you want to look uh aesthetically pleasing but still muscular then there are some key muscles that you can bring up that will give you that look faster than if you were to just take the traditional approach and just build overall muscle mass. This is not to say that you have to neglect other muscle groups. You can still build those, but when you uh, make the focal point of your training these other more specific muscle groups, then you build those a bit faster and thus you get that look faster. Mm -hmm. So Align, how do you think Chris Pratt built his traps um i don't i I couldn't say how he built his right or how i think he built or how would you build his traps if he came to you with his before right exactly if if he came to me and wanted to build his traps then i'm going to have him uh deadlifting 100 percent i'm gonna have him deadlifting um when i started that deadlifting that's that's when my my traps never grew before ever Like, I mean, obviously they probably grew a little incrementally to the point where I couldn't even notice. But once I started deadlifting and I got stronger and stronger, my traps grew significantly. But another thing that I would recommend, um, if you really want to blow them up is maybe at the end of your workouts or maybe a couple times a week, maybe do some farmer walks with some heavy weight. Um, we've seen this a lot with strong men. Those guys have probably the biggest traps and a lot of their, um, training, uh, or even in competition is, you know, carrying shit around uh, similar to a farmer walk. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's probably the only two things that I would really focus on um, in the training. Number one, deadlift and get that deadlift up. And number two, um, if you really want to blow them up, start implementing some farmer walks. Mm-hmm. I think this is my theory. So mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong. But I think once you start deadlifting and once you start doing farmer's carries and you get up to some pretty heavy weights, it's not just the tension going through the traps that builds them. I mm. think you're, you know, there's androgens stored in your traps and around your neck. So mm. they just naturally get bigger because you're naturally increasing your testosterone levels. That's possible. I don't know that that would have any physiolog- physiological um, impact on you know, building your traps that significantly. What, but from from a different standpoint, what I think it is, and when you're lifting, right? Because the traps, the traps are there in a way also to um, to ensure that your arms don't rip out of your body, right? Mm-hmm. From the shoulder, and so whenever you're carrying uh, a heavy weight and just holding it, um, there's a lot of tension. A stretch right on the traps and I think that uh, when we load the traps up because you got to remember the traps are really really strong muscle group. they can handle a lot of load and so um, when you're holding you know 405 on a deadlift 
or you're carrying around, walking around with you know 135 or 225 or whatever it is on a farmer walk, um, you're, that stretch that you're putting on the traps is going to produce hypertrophy. Mm-hmm, for sure. So what's the next muscle you think we should talk about? Um, well, while we're in the upper region, so we got shoulders and traps. Those are hands down the main two to make you look wider and just bigger in general. The next one I would say is kind of a beach muscle. Uh, it's the upper chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people from building their upper chest will get some major pectoralis development, which is you know the majority of the chest. But uh, a lot of people really lack upper chest. And even these guys that we're showing you pictures of um, – lack upper chest and i think that if they did have a thicker upper chest they would look even more impressive than they do right now mm-hmm. yeah that's the funny thing i remember when i started training my chest i was like okay i want my chest to pop out so i'm going to train the lower part of the chest but right. then it's what happens is it just kind of makes you look droopy i found it makes me look more droopy but the key is to really build that upper pec for the shelf and then what happens is if sun is beating down at you when you're on the beach it mm-hmm. gives a bigger shadow so it makes your chest look wider that's what i found yeah and and like you mentioned that droopy look where you know the chest is nice and full but then up here is flat and you know i don't want to bash any of these guys but if you look at some of these pictures you that's what you're going to notice that they're probably doing a lot of things like bench press but not much work directly on the upper chest because again the upper chest is one of those muscle groups that you either have or you don't not that you can't build it but if you're doing the traditional exercises with you know regular bench overhead press is great for the upper chest but for some guys it's not enough um then you could it could result in building bigger pecs faster than building your upper chest and so you get that droopy look that you're referring to Mm-hmm. And one thing I like to do too is I'll just do a little bit of it, but it's it'll be a bit of dips where I kind of lean in so I can get the tension on my chest. And I find that helps the outside corner right by the armpit to develop there. And that in combination with the upper chest gives that wide, broad look. Mm-hmm. And so and so what the upper building the upper chest also does, it, it builds to that overall upper body yoke. Mm-hmm. So you've got big shoulders and traps but now it's not it's not like an awkward look i've seen guys where like they have big shoulders big traps uh, maybe like from steroid use those muscle groups will blow up quickly but their chest hasn't developed because they're not training properly and that doesn't get the same effect from the steroids right um and, and so they have these small undeveloped chests with these big shoulders and traps so in a shirt they look big and jacked but shirtless they look like shit and um, it's important that you build your chest up uh, from an aesthetic standpoint because now you're going to look thicker from the side and from the front uh, as opposed to just looking good in a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Are there any exercises that you like to use to hit certain spots of the chest? For me, for me personally, my chest uh, grows pretty easily. As a matter of fact, I've had to kind of... Uh, take the volume down a bit just because it, it grows much faster than other muscle groups but for most people that's not the case and so I, I, I like the, the basics I like to hit um, the upper chest with some inclined dumbbell presses um, and then again as I mentioned before the overhead press is actually great for building your upper chest so if you're getting stronger in your inclined dumbbell press and in your overhead press, you're you're going to build a thicker upper uh, upper chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm the opposite of you. My chest is arguably my weakest and worst body part of all time. Everything grows faster than my chest, including mm-hmm. my calves. Everything. So mm-hmm. one thing that I found that really helped to bring up the chest, first and foremost, and this is this is 101 here. It's putting learning to put the tension into the chest. So. What I found is when I used to bench press all the time and I was getting decently strong in it, but Mm -hmm. where I felt the bench press was more in my, uh, in my shoulders and in my 
triceps and maybe in my lats a bit, but I didn't feel it at all in my pecs. So first thing I had to do was just back off, just use dumbbells and really start to feel the contraction in the chest and in the pecs. And that does take a lot of time. And then once you can feel that, then you bring that in to doing incline presses and then you can feel the upper chest working. And then your goal is to basically try to get that chest to cramp up that you're putting so much tension into it. Um, you obviously won't cramp up, but the goal is to, you know, try to chase that. And then the next day, I, I've never been as sore in my chest as I ever had in my life doing that method. And mm-hmm. it, it's kind of funny because I was never, ever sore in my chest because I was never able to put tension into it. So I had to do that mind to muscle connection. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing I had to do too, because I had no chest whatsoever. So we we're talking earlier about how when you get started, you're just weak and you just kind of need to build everything first. Well, yep. I, I built everything except the chest. So I needed right. to just do one thing that just helped was just upping my volume on push-ups mm-hmm. and just doing push-ups every day, getting the frequency in. But now that I built a decent chest, I find just exactly what you said, overhead press and incline presses and pulling it down. So I get a bit of a, a stretch at mm-hmm. the very bottom of the of the incline press and then using that mind to muscle connection to really focus that uh, tension into the chest works wonders 100 yeah. percent. and it's funny you mentioned the mind to muscle connection in the past i used to say oh mind to muscle connection is bullshit because you know it, the if a muscle has a purpose and if we perform that purpose or that function the muscle is going to fire but we do have some more uh recent research that actually shows that with certain cues in certain exercises we can actually um, activate a specific muscle more so uh, with those cues so in 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 essence it is that mind to muscle connection so for the upper chest uh, when you're doing your say for example your um, dumbbell presses uh, really try to get a nice contraction at the top just a nice squeeze really try to feel that muscle and then when you bring the weight down bring it down i wouldn't say too slowly but make sure that you're controlling the weight down get a nice stretch so that when you are pushing you're pushing from its weakest position and this is going to allow you to recruit more muscle fibers and build more muscle that way but uh, another activation technique you can use is you know do another exercise that allows you to feel that muscle before you actually start your your working sets not to the point where you fatigue yourself and it hinders your performance but if you can do some push-ups for example to get a nice pump in your chest and then go into your bench press you're probably going to be able to activate your chest a little bit better during the bench press Mm -hmm. and you know what i actually had to do i had to take that one step further i would have to activate the pecs before even just doing a push-up to feel it in the push-up so Mm -hmm. what i would do is i would take my hands and press them together like i was about to pray and then just press as hard as i could until i felt it in the chest and then like move my hands away from my body to kind of uh get a bit of a range of motion with the tension in there and it, it is tough when you've never really been able to put that mind to muscle connection through Um, but once you get it and it's it starts clicking it starts to become second nature and then that body part just seems to explode yep and that's why i think it's important that when we we're, we're going in the gym every day or however many days a week we're doing these exercises for all these reps but we get so comfortable with the lifts that we just start doing them Um, We get to a point where we don't really focus our efforts on making every single rep count. And I know that sounds kind of cliche or old school, but the truth of the matter is is that uh, over a year, right, maybe from one day to the next, it's not a big deal, but over a year, you've really been training with intent on every single set and every single rep. I guarantee you that your physique is going to, um, you're going to notice the changes just, just from have, uh, being more intentional in each exercise during each set of each rep over the long term. Like I said, or maybe in a week, it might not be anything grand, but over a year, you're going to notice that um, that it did make a huge difference when you're in the gym uh, and you're training each muscle group with intent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So we covered traps. We covered 
shoulders. We tr- we covered the chest. Uh, the chest, yep. Let's go to the back. Work yep, our way so, down. Yep. So next would be the lats, right? Um, and again, the common thread here is that these muscles are going to make you appear wider and thus make your waist look smaller. Mm-hmm. Right? So at this point, you're getting that V that V shape. Um, uh, now we're talking about the lats. The lats, again, are going to make you appear wider from either the front or the back, um, which then also, in turn, make the waist look smaller. Um, the lats, similar to the chest, is a muscle group that a lot of people have a very hard time actually feeling during uh, whatever lat exercise they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's kind of funny because next to my chest, I think my lats were like one of the weaker ones, but that one was a lot easier to put the tension into. And once I started to learn to put the tension into it, all the mm-hmm. rows and pull-ups I was doing, I put the tension into the lats and boom, next thing I know, I have lats and people are asking me if I'm a, a rock climber. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. The, the lats... Um, the lats are one of those muscle groups that I had trouble building, and I think it was because of not training with intent. I was just mm-hmm. doing the exercises that um, that I thought would build them just because I was performing that function. Um, but once I started training the lats in a way where it got to the point where literally I'd have to stop my sets because they felt like they were going to burn right, or tear off um, in a good way, um, that's when my lats really started growing. Um, it did, they didn't grow that much from the traditional pull-ups and pull-downs, things like that. They really started growing from um, straight-on pull-downs. And I, I put up a video on this on how I perform them a, a bit differently. Um, if your traps just grow, right, like they're a good muscle group and they just grow from the basic movements, then that's fine. You probably don't need to do this, but if you're someone who's like me, who really can't feel them that well during certain exercises, um, then the straight arm lat pull is going to be a great way to really engage the lats and actually feel it. And what's going to happen is the more you feel them during this exercise, the more you'll be able to feel them during other exercises um, because now you know what it feels like to be training the lat, and so you're going to aim for that feel when you're doing things like your lat pull downs or even things like seated rows um, that are so much focused on the lats. Mm-hmm. I, I find with that specific exercise is I can feel it more in the upper part of the lats, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is just like pseudoscience or whatever, um, but for me, if I feel like I'm able to build more of that V because I'm adding more onto the top and sculpting it up there. And that, that's why I like to use that exercise. Yeah, for sure. Um, again, uh, the straight arm lat pulls, if we can, if, if you don't feel your lats on a straight arm lat pull, uh, which is probably not going to be likely, but if you don't, then there's a very simple technique that you can use um, where basically at the top of the lift, um, you want to kind of bend at the hips Uh, It's kind of hard to explain, but if you bend at the hips almost to the point where you're bent over, um, when you're bringing the the weight down or the rope towards your body, um, and then you kind of stand up, I'm sorry, you stay bent over as you're bringing the weight up, um, what you're going to be able to do is actually, instead of getting here, Mm -hmm. right, where where your arms are in front of you. You get them above your head almost after. You get them here where where the lats are actually lengthened. So instead of doing this, right, mm-hmm. you're doing this. Exactly. You get that bigger range of motion. Right. You're getting them from a fully lengthened position as opposed to, you know, not fully lengthened. Doing this is cool, but it, when you start doing this, right, now you're getting that true full range of motion. And uh, because of that stretch, you're going to feel your lats firing a lot better. Mm-hmm. If you look at it biomechanically, it's basically the same movement as a pull down 
from your shoulder to your elbow. The one thing yep. that's really changing is you're keeping your arms straight instead of bending them. So you're still able to put that tension in, but the lever is a bit longer, so you can't use as much weight, which means you have more potential of putting tension into the lats, just from a scientific engineering sa- standpoint right yeah. here. So so the, the, the function of the lats is exactly that, to bring your arm down from out in front of you mm-hmm. or from overhead, right? Or your humerus down towards your body, right? So this is why we do lat pull downs, right? Because we hit the lats. And this is why we do straight arm pull downs, you know, because it also hits the lats. Um, the problem with the lat pull down is because we're pulling as well, we're involving a lot of the mid upper back as well. And a lot of people already, uh, they either don't know that they're supposed to be intentionally hitting the lats or they just overcompensate with their upper back. And so they never actually feel the lats during those exercises. And if that's you, then what you want to do is things like straight on pull downs that disengage those other muscle groups and allow you to really focus on the lats. And then if you want to take it a step further, use the technique I showed to get the the deep stretch, make sure you're maximizing muscle fiber recruitment because now you're training them from the weakest point and execute them like that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of funny if you look at ryan reynolds blade trinity and then look at him in deadpool his body is basically the same except he added he improved his lats and he he's very famous for his body in blade trinity because that was that was before a lot of actors were getting absolutely like jacked and shredded for a role he was like one of one of the first maybe the first 10 guys to do that but then since then he added the lats to it and it's just a whole other level you only really see it in this scene where he's like about to be burnt in deadpool if you've seen the movie but he's topless shirts off and he looks awesome great angle his lats are really coming through and he has more of that you know that x or that v shape Mm -hmm. yep and this guy has been having he he's had one of the top hollywood physiques for a while i remember i don't remember what movie it was but it was probably the first movie where he made a significant uh, muscle transformation and um he's definitely put on a lot of size from that movie i can't remember what movie that was um but you can tell now that the more jacked look is actually in because before he had uh, uh, what we used to call the Hollywood physique, right? Mm-hmm. Where he was leaner, skinnier, but he was, uh, but he had decent muscle development, and now he just looked more jacked in general. Um, again, going back to the shoulders and the traps, he's got a decent chest, right? He's relatively lean, um, but his shoulders and his traps, his his arms are obviously bigger too, um, but uh, but he just looks more jacked because. You know, because he is more jacked, but also because he built muscle in the right areas. Mm-hmm. Mike. You know who has one of the most insane transformations because he's been around so long. He's been a Hollywood star so long is Hugh Jackman yep. playing Wolverine. If you look at the first X-Men movie, um, I remember when that came out and I was like, oh, yeah, he's in, he's pretty jacked. But if you look at him now, he is pretty jacked. Yep. And yeah. The cool thing about him is, I think, two years ago, three years ago, he posted a video on his Instagram of him deadlifting over 400 pounds, and it said, if the bar ain't bending, you, you're pretending. Yeah. yeah. And um, so we know that he's using some of these methods. And if you look at, going back to the traps, Hugh Jackman's traps are great, and you know it's because he deadlifts. 100%. And he, he's got probably one of the more aesthetic physiques but he's also got a lot more time under his belt mm-hmm. you, know, you can't expect zach efron and these other guys to look like hugh jackman hugh jackman um has been obviously training for a while i mean that first wolverine movie where he looked jacked you know how long ago was that you know so he's been at it for for a while um but he just and, and he keeps improving mm-hmm. you know he just keeps getting better even though he's getting older um so that's probably good to hear for any of the older gentlemen listening um 
But again, looking at his physique, most people say steroids this, steroids that. Maybe, but in my opinion, uh, this is also a physique that can be attained naturally if you train the right way, build the right muscles, um, etc. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know this, but some of the biggest natural bodybuilders, I'm talking the guys with the most size, are actually mm-hmm. older. Because if you're natural, you can't depend on the drugs. So you're only depending on time and chiseling away and just grinding it out and maybe gaining a pound of muscle here, a pound of muscle there year after year. But it does add up. And Hugh Jackman isn't huge, but he's super aesthetic and he gets very lean for his roles. Yep. And like you were saying, like let's say you can only expect to gain one muscle up one pound of muscle in a year right let's just say for example you can only gain one pound of muscle in a year is it going to be better to distribute that one pound of muscle throughout your entire body which then becomes virtually un you're not going to be able to notice it right mm-hmm. it's virtually unnoticeable yeah but so if you take that one pound and put it let's say we slap it most of it onto the shoulders right you know that you're gonna look way different Mm -hmm. exactly not to say you could do that exactly but just to give you an example of specialization training you know where you're trying to focus most of your efforts on specific muscles to bring those muscles up um so that you're still building the same amount of muscle but you distribute it in a way that you know makes a bigger impact from a visual standpoint Mm -hmm. yeah so Moving on, there's one muscle group which I think gets ignored the most in Hollywood and it's because a lot of times they're just seen with their shirt off. But Mm -hmm. it's also very important because in real life, people see your whole body. They don't just see your upper body. So what's the last of the Hollywood five? The last of the Hollywood five would be the quads. The quads, again, and this is going back to the same uh, the same thing, and that is making the waist appear smaller while making your the rest of you appear wider, right? So they both they work together, right? If you look wider, your waist looks smaller. If your waist looks smaller, you look wider, right? So the quads, what the quads are going to do is basically what everything else does, but for the lower body, right? Mm-hmm. So when you get that that quad sweep that most guys get just from building their quads. Again, if you're wearing shorts, what's, what you're going to notice is that the waist appears smaller. If you look at a guy who has chicken legs or no quads, right, his, up to his midsection and down is a straight line, mm-hmm. right? So maybe his upper body will appear wider just because his legs are small, but that's probably not a look you want to get. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if you take a picture and you're only ever showing off your upper body on Instagram or whatever, that's fine. But that's fine. But good that's luck. not real life. Yeah, like good luck when you go to like the beach or the pool or somewhere where you know people have to see your legs, and you don't want to end up as one of those leg day memes on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but so the quads are important just for for not for just building your legs, obviously. But to add to that, um, to that, uh, to the Hollywood X frame. Mm-hmm. So, are there certain exercises that you like to use to sculpt the quads? To sculpt them, you know, obviously, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of squatting, and in, in my opinion, the the squat for most people will build solid quads. Um, but if you are like some people who you know tend to build more. Um, glutes and and uh, and hamstrings from from your squats, or maybe you need more volume from from somewhere else. Um, then you know things like front squats would be great. Um, I know that there's a lot of talk that the that the front squats don't actually build the quads more so than a back squat. But if we go back to that mind and muscle thing, I think a lot of people are going to notice that they feel. They can feel their quads a lot better when they do front squats than when they do um, back squats. But even other more basic exercises, or I wouldn't even call them basics. Uh, a lot of people don't do them, but things like, I know this is one of your favorites, 
um, and, and the uh, the name of the exercise is kind of escaping me right now. Bulgarian split squats. A hundred percent. hundred percent. I love that exercise. Whenever, whenever, like sometimes I'll go to the gym on days that maybe I'm not supposed to, or maybe I don't feel like it, um, and I just want to get a nice pump. And if I'm training my legs, like I'll wear sh- nice short shorts mm-hmm. and I'll some Bulgarian split squats. And the pump in my quads is amazing. The vascularity, everything. So definitely Bulgarian split squats uh, would be one of my top um, exercises. If the squat is already is not already doing it for you, then definitely I would put a lot of emphasis and focus on, on that exercise. Mm-hmm. The one thing I like to do is, well, this is what most people do oh, to preface this. Most people use squats as their main exercise, and then as their assistance exercise, they use Bulgarian split squats. But what I recommend is using Bulgarian split squats as your main exercise, and then using squats as your accessory exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you've already activated the the quads, right, um, from the Bulgarian split squats, and then you go squat, chances are you're going to feel... Uh, your quads a lot more in the squat. Um, you're not going to be able to lift as much weight, but as long as you're progressing under those same circumstances, you're still progressing and you're still going to grow. So if your goal is let me just build the shit out of my quads, then definitely do that. If you're a power lifter and your goal is to increase your squat as much as possible, then obviously you want to squat. But mm-hmm. uh, we're not talking about becoming a power lifter here. We're talking about creating that Hollywood X frame. Mm-hmm. And that's where the X really comes in, eh? You yep. have your upper body, which is the V, coming mm-hmm. down to the waist, which is the middle of the X, and then the right. quads come out at the bottom and they finish right. that X off. Correct. You know who I think has some pretty great legs in Hollywood, even though you don't get to see it as much? Um, in the movie 300, Gerard mm-hmm. but- Butler, yep. I think his name is, yep. as well as Henry Cavill in Superman. Both those guys built their legs. So if you want to look like Superman or if you want to look like a Spartan, you got to have the legs as well. Well, going back to your point before of, you know, these guys just showing their upper body, um, we don't know if they have impressive legs, but it's not important because they're not showing them. In these movies that you're referring to, Superman, he wears a suit where you, you have to see his legs. You see his whole body, mm-hmm. right? Tight suit, his leg, you know. And then for uh, 300, obviously they're in these little man panties <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they have, right and so they have to show their legs and so in these cases where you have to show your legs um the quads are important you know uh in 300 if he would have had some chicken legs you know he probably would have become become a huge meme on the internet today mm-hmm. you know and so just like superman he had to build his quads up because he actually has to show them um, and so that's what added to him having that Hollywood X or what we would call the Hollywood X frame. Mm-hmm. So Align and I could talk about these celebrities all day. But the main <laughs> thing that we're, we're saying here is if you look at any celebrity transformation, mm-hmm. if you look at their bodies, their trainers work with them to help build those Hollywood five to make it look like they made a bigger transformation than they actually did, which is good news for anyone out there listening to this episode because it means it's attainable. All you have to do is just build these muscle groups or prioritize them, but don't forget about the rest of your body, obviously. And you can make it look like you can make a three pounds gained muscle. You can make that look like 10 pounds. You can make it look like 15 pounds if you put it in the right spot. 100%. And this is not to say that we know without a shadow of a doubt that these celebrity coaches are doing this, but the fact remains that um, if we were to take somebody on who wanted to achieve this look or look bigger, faster, um, then we would focus on certain muscle groups and specializing on those muscle groups to bring those up um, to make you look like you put on more size than you actually have. You ever seen guys like maybe wrestlers, like high school wrestlers? They're tiny little guys, but because of all the pushing and pulling, they've built their shoulders up um, and they've got that kind of like little yoke. And you see them and you're like, damn, this guy looks pretty jacked. 
Um, it's because, again, it's the illusion. And so if you want to look, if you want to get bigger and look bigger, it's important that you focus on very specific muscle groups. Mm-hmm. And that's why we created our program, Hollywood X. Yep. That's exactly why we created it. You know, I get emails all the time with a picture of a celebrity like, hey, how can I look like this guy? Or guys who want to um, expedite the muscle building process. The truth is we can only gain a certain amount of muscle. But if we're a little bit more strategic on how we train, we can actually bring up muscle groups faster that make us look bigger. And that's ultimately what we want, right? We don't necessarily – a lot of people say I want to weigh 200 pounds and be 10%. But in reality, it's not a weight that you're looking for. It's actually a look. And you can get that look a lot faster than you think. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Hollywood X, we're releasing that on Tuesday. If you're already listening to this, it means the program is out and you can go grab it. Um, definitely check it out. We'll put it up in the, we'll put a link to it uh, mm-hmm. in the show notes, obviously, but it'll be up at uh, jmaxfitness.com slash Hollywood hyphen X. So www.jmaxfitness.com forward slash, I think it is Hollywood-X, and you can check that out and learn the exact methods that we use and we preach and we teach to build the Hollywood Five. Hollywood Five. 